I appreciate everybody joining us, right? In this uh, GoDaddy community, it's all about small business. And each month we try to have special guests on. Guests that can provide perspective and solutions and stories, right? Because at the end of the day, stories are the reasons why we gain perspective and we learn through others. And it's the experience in the community that really drives these conversations. So I am very appreciative to the community members that are here, always uh, live and committed to engaging with us and those that are listening afterwards, right? So if, if you're participating, screens on, screens off, we're open both ways. Uh, thank you so much for everybody that's committed to being here. Chris, one of the things we love to do, since you are our guest today, is we want you to understand who is here and committed to you, right? The community is about engagement together and having a conversation. So we're going to have a conversation today about your story. But before we get started, the members that are here are going to introduce themselves to you so you know who's here supporting you. So I'll go first. I'm the moderator. My name is Adam Griggs. I have a company called Clarify. And I absolutely love doing these interviews and these share sessions because Man, they, they they just jack me up. They get me fired up and just gives us all new perspective and ideas. So thank you for being here. And I'm going to turn it over to Rachel with the GoDaddy team. Hey, everybody. Uh, Rachel McCool from GoDaddy. I manage community experiences for the company. And I'm also a small business owner. I, I sell online, um, sell whatever's not nailed down in my house and whatever else I can I can find that's fun and interesting. Um, so welcome, welcome. Really happy to have you here, Chris, and really interested in hearing about more about you. Hi, I'm Tina. I'm also on the GoDaddy team, on Rachel's team, doing community events and reporting and just, you know, working in the LinkedIn group. And I love getting to interact with all of you guys. And it was great seeing you last week, Chris. So I'm looking forward to hearing your story this week. Yeah, hi, um, I'm Elena. I am on Rachel's team at GoDaddy as well, um, working on community experiences and events. So, um, you know, helping our customers connect with each other in the LinkedIn group, through our virtual meetups and all that good stuff. So I'm excited to hear from you today. I was so interested in everybody's story, even though I know most of you all already anyway. But uh, again, I'm Michelle Alexander with AJM Financial, and my mission is to empower individuals with sound financial advice that allows them to live comfortably within their means. And that is a passion for me, as most of you know, um, especially during this time. If you think about all that's going on, it's not a... Um, a negative to live within your means or below your means because the way the gas prices and food prices and everything else is going, I think that's a very good thing. You better live within your means. I love it. Thanks so much for the introduction, you know, Tina and Elena for being here and supporting these events and, and promoting us and keeping everybody committed to each other. And then of course, Michelle, thanks so much for being here. You are so right. As an entrepreneur, that's one of the hardest things, right? Keeping in your means because we've got big visions and big goals. And sometimes we've got to really take inventory of where we're headed and what we're doing, which is why I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Chris Tolbert. He is the founder of Two Nation. Uh, he's got a fantastic background, great story, and really just a guy that's filled with energy and positivity, right? Because we have a diverse community here and it's all about discovery. And I love bringing people on that can just bring that energy and share some of their story and what they're doing. So Chris, why don't you give us a, a little introduction into who you are and the roadmap that led you to founding Two Nation? I will, and with that kind of lead-in, I've got to come with that energy right out the gate. So I'm gonna come out swinging. Uh, you know, they say facts tell stories sell. So before I actually give you the backdrop of my story, I'll give you the background as to how I actually ended up on this call. And I'll start with just five points and pieces of advice that I think are applicable to anyone who's watching or, or online with us now. And ironically, they're, they're points I've shared with Adam because 
as we started having some dialogue surrounding me coming on the GoDaddy uh, experience here to share, I told him, I said, you know, you realize that I connected to you through a GoDaddy interactive. So here are the five points I'll just drop at the onset and then I'll, I'll get into my story. So uh, I came on a call because I'm a big believer and it's something that I advocate with my company and constant and never ending improvement. So forever learning, sharpening the saw, being mentally prepared. And despite an extremely busy schedule, I said, you know, this might be something that I could reap some benefit from. And at the margin, I could put it on the background. If something catches my attention, then I'll, I'll be more participatory. But sure enough, it was led by a fantastic moderator named Madam Griggs, who was more than engaging. And before you knew it, I found myself not only sit seated, but taking copious notes and, and saying, okay, this is interesting. And at the end of it, well, more so during his presentation, there were a lot of things that he, he brought to the table that really captivated my attention. And one thing he kept bringing himself back to was this concept of value add. And he, he would literally pause and ask, you know, and say things like, I hope I'm adding value. And and it was just a recurring theme. And, you know, oftentimes we find ourselves in meetings where you don't really think you're taking a lot from it. I think Elon Musk has a policy. If you're not taking something from a meeting, get out of there. Sorry for the Wharton reference. I'm a Wharton MBA. I won't make too many more, but I had to drop Musk. Um, but he has a policy. If you don't feel like you're getting anything out of the meeting, walk away from the meeting. So Adam did that. So the first thing that I think uh, people should take away as, as a point is whenever you're engaging, always try to have, you know, some sort of a value add. Uh, the next thing is you got to be open to making connections any and everywhere, because whereby this was something that I was just really a participant on listening, I got offline and said, I'm reaching out personally and directly to Adam. And I did. And that leads me to number three, be bold. You know, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You don't know if everyone's going to respond or even accept your invitation, but you've, you've got to have a willingness to be bold. And sure enough, Adam not only accepted my invitation, but demonstrated a willingness to get on the phone with me offline just to see where the synergies would overlap. And before you know it, we were talking. And what was interesting is he didn't first just jump out and say, hey, why don't you just come in and let me interview you, you be a part of it? No, he actually dropped my fourth point, And that's the notion of give first, then receive. He listened to my story and immediately said, started thinking about people in his network with whom he thought I should be affiliated with and through what I call an assist. He introduced me to someone whose network who has been very positive and actually facilitated uh, connections with additional people. So I think too many people go into relationships with an opportunistic mentality with their paws out, you know, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? And uh, it really is a give to, to receive type of world. Adam Grant, uh, another word, I'm sorry. Adam Grant has a book out called Give and Take. And uh, he breaks it down into three categories of people. And he says, you got givers, you've got um, takers, you've got givers, you've got takers, and you've got matchers. And, you know, the people who are most successful in this world and the people who struggle the most actually are both givers. And, you know, it depends on what kind of giver you are. There's some people who give and get pushed over. And there are other people who give in a way that just makes you want to give back to them. And Adam is one of those, for example, givers that, you know, is really about helping people but does it in a way where you just wanna, you wanna give back. And so uh, lastly, when he asked me to do this, it was, it was an obvious choice for me. Uh, and that is, you know, we are one, we're one community of entrepreneurs. We're here to support each other. And if you're gonna be involved, be a real one, you know, show up, be willing to give of your time. I would like to think that even if I didn't have a, a company that was still in growth mode and I had a couple billion in the bank, I'd still be here trying to give back to help others. So. Five quick points right out of the gates on how I actually ended up on this call today. 
shout out to Adam Griggs, uh, doing a fantastic job and the rest of you. I think this is important. I think that entrepreneurs need to feel supported and heard and also uh, have a certain responsibility to give back and pay forward the experiences that they have had that have worked for them and also be open to share, you know, what really hasn't worked. So uh, just wanted to start off with that. And, you know, now we'll delve into my story. Adam, where, do you want me to take it from the top? Like born and raised in New York, do you want me to start at the, at the onset of Two Nation? Where do you want me to commence? You know, I absolutely just, I have to, I have to commend you, first of all, because you just came in here and immediately contributed, right? This is a contribution-led community, and that's it's people like you that bring the energy and the heat right there. So many people that are going to listen to this are going to take notes and just be like, dang, <laughs> right out the gate. So thank you for that. And honestly, I love I love the backstory, right? I'm, I, you, you can tell us, why don't we talk about what Two Nation is? And then sure. reverse engineer that. I'll, I'll give you, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of give you the, the, the brief genesis. Um, Two Nation is about really finding a 360 degree of health and wellness. So it's a combination of fitness, wellness, and peak performance. So this notion of being dedicated to excellence, becoming the best version of yourself, right? So you've got this mental preparation, physical conditioning, and then inner grounding piece, which fully means different things to different people. So for some people, it's organized religion. For others, it's yoga and meditation. It could be a walk in nature, but just recognizing this third dimension. And then putting together comprehensive program design that meets you where you are based on your goals, your lifestyle, and your preferences. We're all different. We all have different physical makeups. We all have different backgrounds, different experiences. So how do you really delve deep and figure out what your motivators are and back into an appropriate strategy just for you? So it's a combination specifically of using a comprehensive app and combining it with the human touch. And by that, I mean experts in different domains. So on my team, I have different specialists that I can tap into as resources, whether it's a physical therapist or nutritionist, or got a chef from Italy, an Olympic gold medalist runner. And, you know, it's all about really taking a person's hand and breaking down where they've been, where they are at the present time, and more importantly, where they want to go. Right now, there is a B2C orientation, which is one I'm familiar with. And just to digress, to give a backdrop. Uh, was an entrepreneur in New York City for many years. I was the resident personal trainer at New York's Mandarin Oriental Hotel. And I trained a slew of high net worth individuals, athletes, celebrities. I had a couple of billionaires at one point in time. Went to business school. Uh, I found out after kind of reaching the pinnacle of, of what was, I thought, you know, the, 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 the peak of the fitness industry at the right time and writing a business plan that raising capital was harder than one would think, especially for an African-American male in fitness. And I uh, always aspired to, to go to grad school. I, I went to Wharton, uh, ended up spending some time in Goldman Sachs, and then moved to Atlanta to run a sales business for Microsoft. So I left the industry uh, when I looked at those student loans and, and said, look, uh, I got to generate some revenue here. And, and that, you know, we'll talk about some of the struggles because let me tell you, it's been an exciting run, but it has been a challenge to say the least. I mean, when you make a decision to walk the entrepreneurial path, you, you need to be prepared for rainstorms, thunderstorms, tornadoes. I don't know what other natural disasters we reference in the pre-call, but uh, you, you gotta you gotta be prepared for it all. So I, I ended up, you know, digressing, but never diverting from my passion. I mean, I was very deliberate actually in my admissions essays for business school, and I said, look, this is what I've done in the fitness industry. This is what I aspire to do, and this is how the brand, the opportunity, the network, and the experience can help me get there. And then it was like, okay, I'll pivot for a little, but I was always working in the background. I took an intermediary step and kind of launched something called Too Fit, which was basically an extension of me, more brand centric, kind of influencer centric. 
and then was able to finally get over the hump and start to build something that scales. Where we are at the present time, there's a B2C orientation, but there's obviously tremendous B2B opportunity that I'm looking forward to tapping into. Post-COVID, we know now that health is wealth and it's being recognized as such. And it's one of those things where you're seeing the dollars being invested. You're seeing the acquisitions, the Lululemon's gobbling up the mirrors for 500 million. Companies have corporate wellness programs that they are implementing and putting budget behind. And so really shifting the focus from, you know, always gonna be focused on the end user, but recognizing that that customer is, is going to change as my company grows. So that's sort of the, the high level, Adam. I don't wanna to talk too much without giving you a chance to chime in and do your expert moderation. No, I, I love it. You know, I think, first of all, you, you touched on a few things there and you've got an incredible background. I'm just gonna tell you that because everything that you've done has been deliberate and directed towards your passion, right? Which is creating your brand and this business and this opportunity. And you're right. I, I used to run fitness clubs and it's, it's a weird thing to think about because we try to create these environments where we try to get this contagious trend, right? Or we try to do something that's very in the box that we can spread like wildfire. And then, you know, in a lot of realms, we shame people if they don't align with it, right? And what you've done is you're meeting people where they are and it takes from shame on to game on, right? It's, it's about getting into growth mode and understanding your your trajectory, your perspective. And it really aligns with your story too, Chris. I love that that's what you've done, right? Somebody that had a background in Wall Street, right? <laughs> you were on Wall Street with Goldman Sachs. You worked for Microsoft. You had corporate trainer background. You've got all these reasons why you should have stayed in the corporate world, but you didn't. You made that decision to execute on your idea, right? You had this roadmap. You were always working in the background. And I just, I have to give you a shout out for that because so many people don't want to admit that they are working in the background on their true passion, their true startup, the thing they're waiting to announce, right? Waiting to shout at the top of the lungs that they've found success. And I think more people should be sharing the fact that they are building something. If it aligns and walks with you, you should be, you should talk about it now, right? No time like the present. There's no such thing as a time machine. And you just never, ever know when you're going to meet somebody that's going to influence that trajectory, like what you did. You reached to the screen, you called me, and we had a conversation, and it was fantastic, right? And I'm so glad that you are here as a guest with us today, um, because that's not the intention of your call. Your call was to just connect and learn a little bit more about the world of startup, and, and we had great synergy, and I think that it's going to continue to grow from there. So I want to talk about how you executed on those great ideas without getting tempted to stay in the comfort zones, right? Because you were talking about <laughs> storm clouds and troubles. Let's talk about that. Well, well, first of all, making the decision to do it full time is, 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 is the big step. That's the crossing of the chasm, right? Because it's one thing to say, I'm working on something that I'm passionate about while still taking down uh, a, a lucrative check from a, from a corporation and, and having benefits and uh, titles and cards and, an expense account, you know, and to, to, to walk away from that is, is a big step. But the reality of it is I've learned as I'm a solo founder, um, my company is self-funded. And so it really became an all or nothing proposition. You realize that um, in order to, to, to achieve milestones, it, it's going to take multiple factors that will contribute. And I kind of looked at the fact that first of all, as you mentioned, you got to be pursuing something that is truly a passion because that's what's going to sustain you day over day, week over week, month over month. You have to really love it and believe in it. So for me, there's no question. This is my God-given mission. You know, this chose me. I didn't choose it. So, uh, and it pains me anytime I see people 
who are who are really struggling and I know not you know the best version of themselves I don't know if you can see the, the logo but the, the reason why this logo for two nation is as such is because it's supposed to embody one's present and then boom that flip to the next level so it's that constant and never-ending conversion of flipping and pursuing excellence and so often I see people uh, in a non-judgmental way say to myself wow this individual is really leaving a lot on the, on the table or just quite frankly unhealthy and and you know it really comes down to not just physical appearance how you look but how you feel and how you perform and people oftentimes don't really emphasize, you know, the importance of QOL, which is quality of life and how you can have all the money in the bank and all these other things going on. You know, let's hope they happen to your lower lumbar. We'll see, you know, how much, you know, you're enjoying life, you know, what, all, all the things that you love to do. And all of a sudden you can't even sit up for, for a Zoom, for multiple Zoom calls, nonetheless, play golf or, 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 or engage in athletic endeavors or, or, or you know, have good, good sex with your mate, right? So it's like, you've got to really understand that there's a lot that goes into it. And there's a compound effect. So if you build sustainable habits, then you can grow. But if you don't, then you struggle. So the, the system that I've devised that I'm now scaling that I call the two nation system is based on seven pillars. So it's three tenets, preparation, work and measurement that gets broken down into motivation. Because listen, not, not only do you have to get motivated, you have to stay motivated. I mean, you get a lot, it's easy to start off but you get a lot of this starting and stopping business because, you know, the motivation wanes. You know, we always talk about the busiest month in the fitness industry being January. Well, shocker. People have set, are setting New Year's resolutions. The average American gains five to seven, call it between Thanksgiving and the new year. And, you know, it's like, oh, my God, I'm motivated. First snowstorm for all you people who are in places where the heavy snow falls. First snowstorm in February. That just eradicates, you know, the, the, the remaining attendance for a good percentage of people, which is why gyms are, you know, focus their business orientation around getting year-long memberships and banking on absenteeism because they know people aren't committed. They start and they stop education, which is what we're doing here now. Uh, there's nothing that can place the value, replace the value of continuously learning. And most people are curious. They want to understand what it is that, you know, they're doing and why they're doing it. Then you got to, you know, delve into goal setting and really understand, okay, goal, plan, execution. So you're not out here just freestyling. Guidance, really having a methodology that is, is really contingent upon you achieving your goals. A lot of people don't understand program design, to be honest with you. They, they're, they're, they'll run one day, they'll do something. They're, they're active, but they don't understand how things interconnect and they don't understand how weight of resistance and uh, you know, cardiovascular administration and, and the dietary piece all intersect. And, and they're, you know, they're trying, but they just, they just, they need, they need the guidance. And then there's competition, which is multi-layered, right? There's internal competition, you versus you, external competition, whether it's showing a Peloton group, or whatever it is. I mean, there's so many ways to uh, extend yourself if you want to compete on an external level. Accountability, which is, you know, I, I, to me, paramount. Because if you are not held accountable, um, you will easily find yourself derailed. That's just that's just the reality of we're human beings, right? We're not, we're, we're not machines. So having that there, and then the whole notion of getting results. Let's just be clear. It's easier to stay motivated when you're winning. And that's, that's just the way it works. And so the cycle starts itself. And so, um, you know, I'm a strong proponent of, of systems and understanding who you are because different people need different things and different levels of support and being earnest about that and looking at, you know, doing the deep, doing the hard work to get to the core of what needs to happen is, is how we're, we're able to derive outcomes. I think a lot of people believe that there's systems that they can put into place and they make the mistake of doing it kind of generally, right, without looking internally at what their needs are first and making sure that 
those systems even align with what they're after, right? At the end of the day, you have a passion that you really, really, really are excited about. And you can tell you love it. You can tell you love what you are building. And I think for, for me, and I'm not sure if it's the same for you, Chris, but sometimes in the entrepreneurial journey, being able to create momentum and positivity for others is really self-serving because you want to give yourself positivity and momentum, right? And so at the end of the day, you lead with that contribution and that energy, and it actually just kind of like reflects back at you. And you're just like incentivizing people to join this hustle, this community of like thrivers and survivors, making it through those moments where you might've given up, you might've fatigued out, you might've made the wrong choices, but if you see other people doing it with you and engaging and the systems are right for what your needs are, you avoid those moments of fatigue. You know, if you, if you work out twice on the same muscle group back to back, you're probably not gonna like it a lot and it's probably not gonna get good results, right? Um, or even more so, forgetting the fact that you need recovery time, right? Because even as entrepreneurs, we need recovery time. These meetings for me, this is my recovery time. I'll be honest with you. The rest of the time, I'm out there really just trying to grind and get things going and, and talking to people all the time. But when I come to these meetups, that's, my, that's like my recovery time. So I love that that's what you do. And that's, your systems allow you to be bold and take action and execute on those ideas. Talk to us. You, know, you, you mentioned it a little bit about building and maintaining momentum. You know, how do you, as an entrepreneur, a founder, a solo founder, right? How do you find the ability to build and maintain that momentum? So, you know, I'll get to the, the, the pros and I'll get to the cons. If you were to ask me the best part about this journey, I would say it's the people. If you were asking me the, the worst part or the hardest part about this journey, I'd say it's the people. Um, and, and that's because uh, you can't do it alone. Uh, you know, getting individuals that have, you know, when you, there's a reason why most successful companies have two, three, four founders. And that's because you've got individuals with complementary skill sets. You have multiple people to pull oftentimes can that can contribute you know financial capital and other resources network resources etc when you're a solo founder it's all on you so you have to be reliant so for me um and then i'll i'll delve sort of into you know the way in which i've built it, it's been challenging you know i consider myself to be a ceo ceo a subject matter expert in the in the field of fitness and wellness uh and entrepreneurship and then uh someone who's very strong with sales i am not technical uh, what I mean, not tech, I want no parts of the back end of anything. I'm not technical. And so um, I've had to rely on a lot of independent contractors to come in to do a plethora of things, as you can imagine. And not all of them have delivered in accordance with their promises. I mean, a translation, I've been screwed six ways to Sunday. I mean, I, I, you name it, I've experienced it. And, and, and it's, 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 it's the, the, the rainstorms. Like you don't see someone you know, you know, just not showing up or allowing your system to go down or stealing from you directly. You know, I mean, you know, and these are things you can't foresee. So uh, what I have done is try, I'm a big believer in foundation, whether or not it's what I teach and preach with the clients I work with or, or, or just the way I lead my life. So the foundation has always been kind of my advisory board, right? So I'm surrounded by uh, some core individuals who believe in me, believe in what I'm doing, and are committed to investing their time and effort and resources uh, in helping me build and scale and just grow as a person. And I always say when you put together that, you know, that kitchen cabinet, that advisory board, you want to have people that are authentic and that care about you, but you also want to have people that are talented and preferably that have different skill sets. So, I mean, I've got everything from uh, retired uh, Microsoft, you know, uh, mentor who's got, you know, I don't know, 
eight figures in the bank and just plays golf on Pinehurst all the time. And, you know, it's there for me. It's been amazing. But then I've got uh, some of my Wharton peers. Uh, my accountability partner is actually a Wharton peer of mine that is a U.S. Navy SEAL. And so when your accountability partner is a SEAL, let's just say come Thursday at 11, if I tell him I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, he expects it to be done. Um, but but so so the, you know, the, the point I'm trying to make is making sure you surround, I've, I've been able to surround myself with a good board of advisors as I try to complement that with an executive team as I scale, because right now I don't have a CTO or a CIO. Uh, additionally, I have specialists. So from a service standpoint, I've been able to complement some of my offerings. You know, uh, I might have a, a vast knowledge of health and nutrition, but I'm not a certified nutritionist and I'm definitely not uh, an Italian uh, chef from Parma, Italy. So I can't cook with the best of them, but I can reach out to people or, or you know, whereby I like to think I've got some speed and I can run. I'm not an Olympic gold medalist runner. So it's good to, you know, have, I've built out sort of uh, specialists that I can reach out to as well. And then last but not least, and this is where, you know, I will tell you, I've had a lot of struggle with is the day-to-day -day ops team. So I've gone through uh, several virtual assistants, several project managers. Um, the talent recruitment process, especially now, is as hard as it's ever been. And I, you know, I think it's a combination of the competitive landscape. I think it's, um, you know, it's tough to get people to see long-term vision until you hit certain milestones. Like, you know, I, I get the impression that, you know, once you hit a certain point and kind of cross the proverbial chasm, then people start really wanting to be a part of what it is you're doing. But while you're building, you know, you're going up against solidified, you know, series A, series B, series C companies that can afford to pay more, have more reputational pull, and, you know, might be more exciting at that moment in time. Um, and you're looking for people that can play multiple roles when you're young and you're growing. You know, you really can get specialists, but you really want to bring in people that, hey, I can play you at this position, but you also are willing and able to step up at this position and that position when needed. So, um, it's interesting that the recruiting process is an animal on all unto itself, and we can leave that for a subcategory, you know, call. But um, you know, working through that, so that's kind of my uh, baseline day-to-day -day support. Yeah, I think it's important that people kind of hear the background of, of how you're building and maintaining. But number one, what you just said there, which is allowing yourself to align and find complementary players that aren't necessarily right? Aligned on paper with you, right? They're, they're not co-founders yet. And you did say that as you scale, you'll probably move into that. And I think that's that's a great vision. At the end of the day, we all start with an idea that's our idea and we've already bought in and we really want others to buy into it and surrounding ourselves with mentors. And, and we strongly believe in perspective of knowledge brokers over at Clarify, right? We really just lean into the fact that there are so many people out there that can be advantageous in relationships. We believe that there's alignments you can have. And then of course, like you said, jumping on these, these meetups or these webinars, you can educate yourself, you know, to death and you can, you, you can learn and grow or you can overwhelm yourself and burn yourself out. So there's a delicate balance there. Um, and I love that you really challenge yourself to, to try to keep that balance while maintaining the fact that your vision is going to grow, right? It is, it is something you're still working on. And I love that you have accountability partners, you know, especially I, I would probably be intimidated to have a Navy SEAL as an accountability <laughs> partner, <laughs> but I think that that's a, a key thing for, I align with that, right? I think that's Adam, a it's thing. a quick way to eliminate excuses. Yeah, that's true. Right. I mean, I mean, one of our first calls, I mean, you know, what did he say? He said, you know, um, plan your dive, dive your plan. 
and how in his line of business, second place is just not an option. Yeah. <laughs> and I just started thinking about it and I was like, oh, got it. So you don't want to hear, I said I was going to get X, Y, and Z done. And you know, the, the dog ate my homework. That's just, that's just not, not going to fly. I'm better off refraining from speech, putting my paw in the air and owning it saying, look, I didn't get it done. So, um, but getting to, to the point you made about knowing what you need in support systems, that's key because it is an emotional roller coaster. People don't want to talk about that, right? I mean, there are many a night. I, I'm saying it on the camera, as proud as I am, that I cry myself to sleep. It's tough. It is hard. It is hard when you hit some roadblocks and you're trying to navigate and move and pivot. And you, you wonder if you've made the right decision, even though you're fully committed, so you're not turning. You know, it's hard. I mean, things don't move as fast. Most projects universally are what? Over budget and behind schedule. The difference is when it's coming out of your, your personal personal accounts and, you know, you're kind of all in with the chips, as they say, you know, you've got to have a certain degree of mental fortitude uh, for me, spiritual belief, and then just an incessant work ethic. You know, you've got to just be willing to say, you know, I will not lose. I'm going to compete. A competitor's mentality. So those are my additive thoughts there. No, I love it. And I think bootstrapping as a founder is such a difficult thing, right? Because it's it's more than just your your equity as, as a person and your work ethics. It's financial, right? It's it's you're all in and you've got skin completely in the game. And that's a hard thing. Like you said, in today's market, you're coming up with ideas and you know you want to win and you've got this ability and it, it really is a marathon, right? And I applaud you for not just your endurance, but your energy. Everything that you've talked about, every every time you and I have connected has just been amazing, right? I just, I just like talking with you, Chris. And I think that the community members here are going to get a lot of that through the screen because you just resonate. And Rachel's got her hand up right now already because uh, you're, you're doing a great job. So I commend you for that. Rachel, you have quite, Adam, if you, are you opening up for Q&A or? or yeah. So well, um, God, you and I could probably talk a lot. I, I uh, not only worked at a startup for two and a half years, but I was kind of guess I'm considered one of the founders. Um, so I totally hear you uh, about all of the challenges. I question you needing a CIO and a CTO. I looked at your website, it looks really good. And so, and again, you know, if you want a sideline conversation, happy, happy to do that with you, but just really interested in hearing about like, what's your direction in like, sure. why would you, why would you feel like you needed this so, massive technical support. Um, so, so CTO and COO would have been correct. I, oh, I, okay, I, might, I might have said I might have said CIO, but it, that's what I meant. So two oh, okay. things. One. Uh, so right now, I'll, I'll go to the CTO first. So right now, I use a white label app, so I don't own any of the data, and the app whereby serviceable, I am able to implement my two nation system through the app to generate tremendous results, but. If I were able to have my own developed proprietary app, I know the results that I'd be able to garner would be tremendous. Moreover, I would have ownership of the data. So when I talk about the development of an app and really at the margin, I, you know, when I think about the future future and not getting the you know, data from corporations in boatloads and being able to run some regression analysis and incorporate AI, I'm actually building a tech company. So, and I'm not tech. So that's why the C CTO part is needed. The COO part is needed simply because I'm a big believer in letting uh, your star players do what they do and do, do it at their best ability. And so when I think about the company growing, I'm thinking about 
setting vision, setting strategy, being the, the brand ambassador, being a part of so many different facets and, and, and even reaching into things like, you know, sales, but the day-to-day blocking and tackling really, once the company starts to grow, I think taking that off my plate would be something that I reap the benefit of. And also at this point, it would provide a certain degree of motivation and accountability for me, right? Because now I've got someone day in and day out that is looking at, you know, that that dashboard 360 to say, oh, these are all the things we need to get done. Hey, Chris, are you on it? Okay, I'm on it. So it's a combination of being able to take things off my plate and hold me accountable and free me up to do some other things oftentimes where I feel like my, my talent and attention should be shifted. Makes sense. And kudos for you who uh, wanting to build an app and using AI and all of that stuff. So yeah, now, now, now I get it that you're now that you see you're why, now you see why I, I might company. need some technological help and some funding. <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah. That was such a good question and, and very pertinent to where you're headed, Chris. You know, you mentioned earlier the business ebbs and flows and it does. And it's hard to attract talent if they don't understand the direction or where you're headed or even where you're at, right? It used to be in the, in the past, if people aligned with the idea and they thought it was going to take off, they're like, yes, I'm at this part of the S curve. It's going up. I'm going to ride the wave. Now people ask you, what's your portfolio? Who are the companies that you're already aligned with before I'm going to let you interview me? And it's such a weird transition in the labor and talent market. Um, and there's, there's, there's still amazing people out there that are coming out every day, enhancing their skills, opening their eyes to new visions and dreams. And that's one of the reasons why we have these, right? So that people can have new perspectives and they can see where you're headed and understand maybe there, maybe there's a place for me there. Maybe there's something I haven't looked at. So thank you for answering that question and really diving in a little bit more into what you're doing with your technology company. Um, and it looks like Michelle's got her hand up for you. What I've taken away from this is that I, I was meant to be here today. Um, and I'm a big believer in things are happening for a reason or the way they should be. So it's like almost everything Chris said today is something I've experienced or, or am experiencing, probably will experience uh, even more, but can relate to so many things. One thing he said earlier, said be, he said, be bold. And um, that's some of the things I was doing over the past few months. I've been absent from a lot of things, even some of these meetings as well, because I knew I needed to do that. And um, being that person who doesn't always reach out for help all the time, I knew I needed to take that moment. But to be bold, I said, let me do these things because they won't happen if I don't do something about it. So, you know, hopefully those shares will come along a a little bit later, but that's what I was doing. And January is not just about fitness where people are all hyped up and then they fall off. The same thing with finances. I noticed when I did workshops or group events at the end of the year, you have little, you know, you have little participation. But I did a workshop at the beginning of the year, uh, beginning of the year, one year, and it was at a library. The room was full. It was January. Everybody's ready at January, including myself. Last year, I was on a, a thing or what? Yeah, it had to be 2021. I was able to read 10 books last year. And that's a miracle for me. I do like to read. This year, I think I'm still on number two. <laughs> so I fell off somewhere. And I try to get into the fitness. I guess you can't really see this, but it is a, a container with a drink. So it be every day. Today is the first one. But you, I still keep trying for it to make sure I get something out of that fitness part and to stick to the goal of staying healthy. You know, you cannot do anything if you don't have good health. So I can relate to that part, Chris, that you you do have to stay that way um, and find ways to do it. 
I love it. All, all the conversation questions, comments, kudos, these are all welcome, of course. So thank you so much to everybody that's already chimed in. Um, and, it, and it's completely open right now if anybody wants to offer any other conversation. But one thing that I do want to say, Chris, is that I just really appreciate the fact that you yourself, you're building this company and you've shared with us that you've made some bold decisions. You've shared with us some vulnerability moments that you've had to struggle with people that you didn't trust or that you were even you know, trying to maintain your own momentum and your, your trajectory is obviously headed up, 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 up. You just have such a bright future ahead of you because you are not just changing your own life, your app and, and the way you're building it and the way that you understand what the needs are, you're going to change so many other people's lives. So that's my comments to you and my kudos. Cause I just, I love, love, love when I see companies that come out of the gate with just this passion to really impact and empower others. And I think that that's what you've got. And I appreciate you for sharing your story today. Thank you so much, Adam. You know, every time we connect, there's this energy exchange that that resonates with me for the duration of the day. So uh, I'm fired up and I'm excited that uh, I've had this opportunity to share my story and, and hopefully impact any and everyone who, who's able to listen and watch because uh, this is what we need. This is what it's about. It's about, you know, going back to point number five, you know, we are one. We're all a community of, of entrepreneurs or, or, you know, people living life. We should be here to help inspire, motivate, support each other. And, uh, you know, that would make everything a lot better for everyone if everyone has that collective mentality, but you got to act upon it, right? There's a big difference between or distinction between uh, thought and action, right? And so sometimes you got to be willing to, to take the step to earmark the time uh, and to show up. You know, I always tell any person I'm affiliated with the expectation, especially on my team, is to be on time, on point, ready to play. And in order to have those kind of demands, you've got to bring it yourself. You can't expect to others to do something you're not willing to do yourself. High standards, set them on. like it. And you showed up. You showed up big time here for us and for the community and for yourself, right? Um, and you're already getting kudos in the chat. People can't see the chat that are going to be listening to this. But obviously, your brand and what you're building and your website is sleek. It's, it's, it's welcoming and it's something that's exciting. So why don't you share with us how we can connect with you? Talk to us about your sure. website and where we can go next. So the website is twonation.com. Right now, the focus is B2C. So we don't have, we have not yet brokered the, the B2B relationships yet. So any individual can come in and sign up. There are baseline standard packages and then there's some more expensive packages where you can work directly with me um, and I will bring in a team of experts as needed. We, the whole notion is you know, helping you to take micro steps to get major results. So, you know, a lot of people, for example, weight loss candidates will come and say, look, I, you know, I, I need to lose 60 pounds. I need to lose 80 pounds. And the need is, is a doctor's mandate in some cases where it's like, it really is a need. And, you know, the first thing we do is we sit them down and tell them, look, we're going to do this incrementally, step-by-step. Step. We'll meet you where you are. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. It doesn't matter what equipment you have. Uh, you can work out anytime, any place. We can put together customized program design just for you. And that's, and that's the beauty of it all. And that we've got many testimonials now where uh, individuals have not only flipped to the next level, but they've done it, you know, so many, you know, times over. That's the part when you talk about what drives me and motivates me. I get it. Yes. As the founder and the CEO, your job is to maximize shareholder equity. Fine. I get it. I'm not aloof to that. However, what motivates me day over day I tell my clients all the time is seeing the growth. It's being able to say, look, I started with Adam Griggs on, you know, the 9th of June and look at him now. 
you know, and, and, and when you do those 360 reviews with your clients and they come back and, you know, they're looking better, they're feeling better, they're performing better, showing up better at home, showing up better at work, their health metrics are down, you don't need the medications anymore, uh, their confidence is sky high. Uh, I mean, it, it's just, you can't replace that kind of uh, gratification that, that one gets. So yeah, reach out, connect. Uh, and if you're interested, we'll, we'll meet you where you are. And uh, I'm excited to continue this mission. I mean, this is, this is important. I can't stress this enough. You know, your body is your vehicle. It's, your, it's what you use to navigate to move through life. And uh, you're not getting another one. So you can opt to, uh, you know, put premium fuel in it and, and really take care of it and nurture it and tune it. And this same is applicable to your mind and your soul. Or, you know, you can not care and, you know, let it eradicate and kind of go down. But just understand this is, this is, this is you. This is, this is it. I mean, so I, I encourage people to be proactive and to really think about the long-term ROI, right? If you learn how to build sustainable habits over time, then the multiplier effect is limitless. And, and so that's really, you know, what, 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 what we're about. It's really, you know, pushing people to the next level and helping people to understand and develop sustainable, healthy lifestyles. So that words like diet become not applicable. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I love what you're all about. And really one of the things you said, and we can close it out with that is micro moments lead to major momentum, right? All those little steps make for big playing in life where you can experience life, be present in life, enjoy your life. And you need people like, like you, Chris, who are creating those environments where we can succeed and have that. You know, a penny is only a penny until you add a penny and then another penny and another penny. And at one point, it becomes a lot of money. It's gold. All of a sudden it became valuable to you. What was that one penny? Well, you can't just jump to that moment. You have to build on it and create that value. And that's what you're doing for people. I love it. I think everybody should definitely go to two nation, check it out. And of course, this is a community. We love to leverage and, and communicate and impact and empower each other. So post in the community about it, Chris, I challenge you to do that because people in the community are going to want to know about your your journey as an entrepreneur, as a founder, and where you're headed. And we want to sh we want to share with it, but we want to celebrate the successes too, right? Share, give the shout outs. We'll talk about the next, the next level, the next moment. Well, it's right now, right? It's right now. Thank you for being present in this with us and sharing your story and just allowing us to be part of your journey. Thank you for allowing me to be here. And thank you all for demonstrating a genuine concern and care about helping others better themselves and push to the next level. That's what this platform's about. Adam, I know that's what you're about. And, you know, it can happen anywhere. You don't know who you're going to meet and when. Uh, you know, I'll close with this. I was flying what, a couple of weeks ago and started having an impromptu conversation like this. And toward the end of the flight, the gentleman I was sitting next to reaches down and pulls out this book. And the book is called All I, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. I, I'd never heard of this book. And he said, I'm going to give this book to you. He said, I, you know, I have it, but I'm going to give it to you. And I read a couple of the chapters and I got to one on the spider. And, you know, I don't know if you remember that song when you were a little kid, you know, you know, it's the spider went up the waters. Yeah, I can't say I can rap, but I can't say. But anyway, the bottom line is the spider story talks about how the spider goes up, you know, out, down came the rain, thunderstorms, washed the spider out, out comes the sun, dries up all the rain. Itty bitty spider goes up the spout again. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's resilience. You know, I would say, the, you know, help others, receive help when you need it and understand it. You know, as you said, Adam, it's a marathon, not a sprint. 
you got to have a certain mental fortitude and resilience and a passion, a true passion for what you're doing, because that's the only thing that's going to sustain. Thank you very much. I'm available uh, and I'm here to, to help and serve the community as best I can. Adam, you're doing great work. GoDaddy, you guys are all doing great work. And, uh, you know, it was an original GoDaddy uh, opportunity like this that, that got me to become involved in the community. And who would have thought that, you know, upon listening that one day, I, I would now be a speaker. So thank you for having me. Hey, resilience and respect comes through community, right? When you actually engage and know and, and really challenge yourself to be present. So Chris, thanks for being with us today. Uh, and Chris, thanks so much again for sharing your story, thanks your vulnerability, you. and your energy, my friend. Thanks for having me. Yeah, take care, Chris.